Hello listeners, it's Paula, the book-loving librarian from Libraries NI. I would love to say I have with me here Kirsty from Brownlow and Michael from Randallstown, but I don't because they're not here. I am at home, I am social distancing and working from home as are many of my colleagues within Libraries NI and indeed many people throughout Northern Ireland during this COVID-19 pandemic. But... We are still shadowing the BBC 100 novels that shaped our world, albeit digitally, remotely and in separate locations. Now at this point I do feel it would be appropriate to give a shout out to Lorna, the editor on the team. Now is the moment you will appreciate just how lovingly, masterfully she has edited the previous three podcasts. Anyway, down to business. You will recall that I got Game of Thrones by George R. R. Martin from The Lucky Tin. Well, I'll be honest, immediately I felt under pressure because these books have such a huge following here in Northern Ireland, particularly because a lot of the film set has been recorded locally. Now, one of my local haunts up on the north coast is around Port Stewart. And I am being absolutely honest when I say here that one evening as I was walking down the beach at the end of the day, I came across a train of camels that were making their way back, maybe to their stables or their hay. I'm not really sure what the camels eat after being on set all day. Yes, you're right. These camels were being used on the set for the filming of Game of Thrones. So hey, never mind the dark hedges, Port Stewart Strand's the place to be for all the action. Anyway, about the book itself. Physically, if you've ever held this book in your hand, you will appreciate what I mean when I say it is a doorstopper. It's got 800 pages of text. It is a commitment, but it's one that I intend to keep. Now opening up and settling down to read the first few pages, I will be honest, I was really put off by the maps and charts at the start of the book. I am not really someone who likes to flick about pages when I'm reading to check locations and directions. Also, it says on the front cover, you will be hooked within a few pages. Well, I wasn't, but I am now. And maybe not hooked, but yes, interested to hear how it ends. I'm currently at page 650 or so. So I've only another 150 to go. Game of Thrones is one huge saga with many families, clans, dogs, dogs called direwolves, that they too are vying for position and power. I've picked out a few of the characters that I have connected with. One of them was Bran, who as a child has escaped from whatever's going on down in the castle and he's on on the castle roof spying at different things going on in the courtyard and he sees something that he should never have seen and in his shock he falls off the roof tumbles down to the courtyard he does recover but he has lost the power of his legs I also loved the warring and very different sisters Arya and Sansa anyone who has a sister will get them and of course, there's Eddard Stark and his good lo- his la- good lady wife, Lady Catelyn, who is from the House of Tully. 
Another clan are the Lannisters and they are sly and deceptive and arrogant, but not as violent as the Dothraki. Now the Dothraki are not a very, they're quite a dark clan. Um, they're very violent, especially towards women. And women in the book are either regarded as whores or ladies which has led to the birth of quite a few bastards over the course of time. And paternity is all important in the Game of Thrones. It is an interesting read. The characters are well drawn and detail in the text is absolutely remarkable. I do always find myself smiling when there are rich and generous descriptions of what the men are wearing when they are preparing to go to battle or preparing to joust. It is quite a sexist book, but putting that aside, it is an enjoyable read. I may return to read the others later, but for the moment, I'm looking forward to a complete change of the guard for my next read. Like I say, I haven't finished it yet, but I would like, but I would not like to let the House of Paula down. Well, now it's tin time, except that it isn't. There's no tin to shake. And there's no tin here with me now. Um, the theme for May is politics, power and protest. And we have several great titles here. A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khalid Osini. Brave New World, Adults Huxley. Homefire, Camilla Shamsi. Lord of the Flies by William Golding. Knots and Crosses, Mallory Blackman. Strumpet City, James Plunkett. The Colour Purple, Alice Walker. To Kill a Mockingbird, Harper Lee. Unless, Carol Shields. V for Vendetta by Alan Moore. Looking at this list, I think I will go for something like Knots and Crosses by Mallory Blackman. Um, it's one I have bought for my children a long time ago and my daughters both thought it was a fantastic book. So I've never read it, um, so I'm going to read that for May. Well, that's it from me for the moment. Remember to listen out for our next podcast. And if you like it, rate, review and subscribe. That's it for now. Um, I'm going to get reading and hopefully you will all, we will all be together for the next podcast in a couple of weeks time. That's it for now. Thanks now. Bye. Hi all, it's uh, Michael from Libraries NI. Uh, just checking in for our fourth outing and our popular podcast. Um, so I'm missing my compadres, uh, Paula and Kirsty, and of course our hardworking uh, member of staff in the background, Lorna, who uh, edits and directs us. So um, anyway, um, I'm... I'm getting messages through my recording here. So lots more messages going on through uh, our social isolation here. So there's a bit of communication still going on. Um, this is the longest I've been isolated in 30 or more years. So um, very odd situation we're all in. Um, so now's a, a good time to be Having something to do, uh, reading for the podcast and being able to download books and ebooks and 
audiobooks from uh, the library's NI website. Also, um, my sourdough bread making is improving immensely and uh, getting time to garden. My gardens never look so well. Uh, time to exercise. So a lot of the, the things that, you know, a lot of us have wanted to do but have never had time in the past to do it. So we're living through, as Dickens said, the best of times and the worst of times. Um, certainly very scary times at the minute. So... Anyway, um, my the book I chose from the Lucky Ten last time was uh, Neil Gaiman's Simon Sandman. Um, it's a collection of the first eight um, stories in the series, and it's uh, quite an epic. Um, so it's um, the the eight stories sort of have a different style there's a bit of horror in there a bit of humor a bit of dark fantasy um, and they're quite literary um, there's uh, little intellectual flourishes perhaps you know um, not too much and too deep that it's it's off-putting but um, it's certainly I, I can see how it's influenced a, a lot of people and writers and how it's um, landed on the uh, the 100, the BBC 100 uh, books that have influenced um, us, us all. So, um, as I say, it's a multi-award winner. And um, did I like it? Um, it's growing on me. <laughs> um, possibly books that we just read very quickly for you know download our brains before we're going to sleep you know sort of they're they're like um high sugar uh loaded sweets get into the the blood sugar pretty quick they're an instant hit um something that'll it's a little more substantial like this um it's it's slowly sinking in um but preludes and nocturnes anyway it's uh it's about the character the sandman who's Morpheus, the King of Dreams. And um, he's been summoned from his ethereal realm um, to Earth by an occult group. Um, they were trying to summon death, but um, they made a mistake and uh, summoned the character Dream instead. So they realized their mistake and imprisoned Dream, but um, Dream's immortal, so um, he... Uh, he outlives his captors and um, when he uh, releases himself from prison he goes on a an epic quest to try and find um, some of the items that were stolen from him which include his helmet uh, a ruby and his bag of sand now these let's call them trinkets um, they would give him different facets of his power um, they don't come into it so much in this first um, first outing of eight, eight stories. Um, the plot develops. This is only to get the whole series kicked off. Um, and there's as he goes on his journey, there's other DC characters are um, brought into the story. Um, now, it's a long time since I've read a graphic novel and I wasn't really aware of some of these characters. Uh, these are characters from the um, the DC universe. Um, I think growing up, I read a lot of Marvel magazines. Um, those were the ones with uh, 
Spider-Man and Iron Man and Deadpool and Captain America in them. And they also had those weird advertisements, you remember, from uh, what could you buy? You could send off and buy a seahorse or x-ray specs. Very attractive x-ray specs to an adolescent, but um, I don't think I ever sent off for them. So, um, so the story um, sort of um, meanders um, to its conclusion. Um, the Sandman visits hell and he's uh, challenged to do battle to retrieve one of uh, his helmet. Um, and surprise, surprise, he, he wins that back. So um, anyway, I'll not, I'll not spoil the, the story, but um, how did I feel about it? Um, the characters are, the character of Dream is, uh, is very different. He's not your classic superhero. Um, he doesn't really have a costume, he's a long cloak. Uh, he looks slightly punky, um, maybe new, new romantic, sort of touches about it because i think the series finished around the the 80s um and there's been later later issues later on but um that's that's kind of the influences and you hear little songs from the 80s um through the book um so as i say it wasn't an instant hit with me um it's not it's not sugary but i've went back to it to you know, investigate some of the characters and have another look at it. And uh, it's growing on me. It is. It's growing on me. Um, I'm not, um, I wouldn't say I'm a fan yet. Um, and I wouldn't, um, you know, whenever you get a collection of those Marvel comics that different characters in it, this wouldn't be a character I would gravitate towards. Um, so... Uh, some people will find it interesting. It is um, definitely for more mature audiences. Um, for younger audiences, um, I'll just quickly mention some of the books we, we have. I've come across for junior reading groups that might have a, a fantasy touch to them. Anybody that is interested in, in uh, that kind of genre, um, try the Percy Jackson series um, written by Rick Reardon brilliant real um sort of uh, addictive series um and there's another strange book we did um through a glass grimly it's a collection of uh, grimm's fairy tales woven into a story and that was by adam gitowitz that was interesting so i've no um i've no lucky tin to rattle um so we're we're kind of limited in that we are choosing some of the the downloadable books from the collection and uh, i went down them um i think it's uh, politics power and protest is our next one um there's a few titles there that i really like i really loved um strumpet city i had to read it for uh, english lit way back but I spotted uh, it's another uh, DC Vertigo uh, for again for mature audiences. Uh, v for Vendetta by Alan Moore, and uh, very aware of V for Vendetta. It's uh, you know a, a cult following and a book that I've heard before, and uh, I've always kind of wanted to read. So glad to get the choice to read that, and uh, I'll talk more about that in the next um, podcast. Um, so back to the graphic novels again for me. Um, anyway, I'll sign off. I don't want this to get too long. And um, 
anyway, I, I hope you're all keeping safe out there and um, your, your families and people that you know are, are safe and healthy and well. And hopefully we can get through this thing, um, you know, before very much longer. So, um, OK, happy reading. Uh, that's me, Michael, signing off until uh, till our next podcast. So all the best, everybody. Bye. Hello, and thank you for your interest in our content. My name is Kirsty, and I am part of the Libraries NI podcast team that have been shadowing the BBC 100 novels that shaped our world from January. Like many people, I am currently working from home in a bid to keep us all safe during this pandemic. This means that the format of the podcast has had to change this month. So instead of it being a conversation between Paula, Michael and myself, I am giving some feedback on the book that I have been reading. For April, the theme was Life, Death and Other Worlds, and from the lucky tin, I selected The Road by Cormac MacArthur. Before I started the book, I was looking forward to reading it. I knew that Cormac MacArthur was an experienced, award-winning author. Unfortunately, my enthusiasm, or maybe a better way to say it might be, that my optimism for what I would consider to be a happy ending did not last long. This book is set in a post-apocalyptic America. We know that there has been a catastrophic event that affects the environment that people live in. There seems to be very little sunshine. It seems to be cold and raining and ash continually falls from the sky. And there are no birds or animals. The main characters are a young boy and his father. And these are not personalised with names throughout the book which can also make it more difficult to connect with them as people. The book is about their relationship and their journey, and we follow them as they walk along the road towards the coast, looking for a better life. Their, in what I would consider to be monotonous trudging, is broken up with events that happen along the way, some of which I find to be gruesome, and one in particularly upsetting. Although there is a glimpse of change towards the end of the book, if I was asked to describe it, I would say that it is bleak and leaves an overall impression of grey. And to help me explain what I mean by this, I can compare it to other books that I would have read that would also have been set in a post-apocalyptic world, but they did not leave me with the same type of feelings. I believe this is because these books had contrasts, changes of locations, circumstances and the pace of the story. So one example that comes to mind is the Hunger Games. So while District 12, where the story starts, could be considered as a bleak or grey harsh environment for people to live in, there is then the contrast with the colourful and flamboyant capital city. The lives of the characters also change And while this is not always for the better, there are distinct differences, which I do not think are evident in the road. I know that Paula liked this book and has recently rewatched the film. So on reflection, I am thinking that another way to look at the negative feelings that I have towards this book could be created by the skillful scene setting and descriptive narrative of the author whose objective it was to leave a mark and to showcase a very different type of world, 
and my emotive response to this could be described on this occasion as his success, as I know that I will not forget about this book easily. So, the next theme in this series is politics, power and protest. And I have read some of the 10 books that are listed. So as we have no lucky 10 this month, I have selected to read Unless by Carol Shields. And one of the reasons I did this was because I could get an e-book copy from our large collection of e-books and magazines that are available through our, our website, which would be libraryzni.org.uk. I would also encourage everyone to pick up a book and join in the 100 Novels Project. Now that you may have some more time on your hands, it could be a good opportunity to select one of the books. And if you would like to join in the conversation, you can do this by using the hashtag LNI shadowing the BBC 100. Many thanks for listening and keep safe and bye for now.